and welcome back to another episode of Inspire and Intel, where we give you just a dose of inspiration and we sprinkle it in with some intellect to help you become better business owners, better parents, you know, to have a better family, all of those things you can find right here on Inspire and Intel. I am your host, Leah Frazier of leahfraser.com, and I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It's been a while since I published a new episode. I've been traveling. I took some time off from my business for professional development. So I've been to Tampa and doing TV in Las Vegas and I'm going to Toronto in a couple of weeks. So professional development is super important business owners and take care of yourself, you know, take that time off and learn some new things, learn some new tricks. And so it's it's been very helpful and I'm excited to get back to work. I'm excited to hear from all of you guys. I know you've been waiting on this one. This episode features my favorite, Mark Cuban. It is his keynote from Dallas Startup Week, which we have every year here in Dallas. Um, and I'm a part of that, the organizing team and he keynoted. Um, it was April 1st through the 5th. So I'm a bit late in getting this to you guys, but that's okay. And he really just talks about how business is the ultimate sport, that you have to know your business cold, that it's not something that you just dip into, even though it gets tired, tiring, you have to press through. And so he talks about pressing through, just kind of having that, you know, just that drive and that grit to where you know your vision and you know your business and how you would want to succeed at all costs. He also talks about how he went seven years without a vacation. I mean, I think I'm going on year three. (laughs) I don't know if I'll make it seven, but you know, he just talks about once you're in love with what you do, just the sacrifices that you have to make to become successful. He's also going to tip off towards the end, which I really suggest having a pen and paper handy. He's going to talk about things that's on his radar right now and things that he's diving into and hands doing some hands-on learning. So he'll list some web resources for you guys. I'm going to get into those web resources myself um, in a month or so once I have time to, you know, just sit down and get into it. So please take a listen. This is your favorite Shark Tank guru. He talks about things he looks for when he's investing in other businesses. So this is some really powerful information. It's about a 20 minute um, chat from him. So if you have to pause and come back to it, I certainly don't mind. But take a listen and uh, let me know what you think. I started my own business, Micro Solutions, and I was terrified. I was scared, I had no income coming in, I had nothing going on, and I had one potential customer for this company I was starting. And I went to the company here in Dallas called Architectural Lighting, and meanwhile, (laughs) realized, right, I wasn't all dressed up, sharp, like I'm obviously am now. (laughs) I had nothing, I had a pile. With a $6 towel I stole from the Holiday Inn. (laughs) And so I walked into this company and I said, you know what? I know you need the software. Somebody told me you needed the software, but I'm just getting started. I just got fired from my job, and I want to start this company called Micro Solutions. Just a little one-inch name, Micro for Microcomputer Solutions. And there's a software I know you need that's time and building software. I've never used it before. <laughs> but one thing I'll promise you, if you give me the $500 up front so I can buy the software and install it for you, I promise you, if it doesn't work for whatever reason, I'll lock your dog, I'll clean your car, I'll vacuum your floor, right? I'll shine your shoes. I don't care, I'll do whatever it takes to make it up for you. You give me this one chance. 
And they did. And for the next seven years, I grew that business from that $500 sale to the point where it took a few months, but I got out of a pile and I only went to a, a, an apartment that only had three roommates. <laughs> but I worked my way up. And I learned some things back then that stick with me today that I look for in businesses. I invest in businesses. I start the things I do. Entrepreneurs I partner with. And what are those things? One thing that entrepreneurs, we all do, we lie to ourselves <laughs> all the time. You have to. But you also have to know when you're lying to yourself and when you're telling the truth. Because we all go through the same thing when we go to start a business. First, you have the idea. And what do you do? You get this feeling in your stomach, right? <laughs> I got the idea. This is it. This is the big one, right? And then you tell your friends. And your friends go, oh, I would buy that. That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. And then you go to Google or whatever search engine, right? And you look it up and you know, oh, there's got to be somebody that does this. There's got to be this product. There's got to be this. Earth. And then it's not there. And you think, oh my God, you know, this is it. This is the best thing ever. Does it sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Now you don't tell yourself that there's nothing on Google because all those companies went out of business and don't pay for their servers anymore. <laughs> but this is the best thing ever. And then you have to do the work. And this is where we lie to ourselves a little bit and we say, you know what? There's just one little line. Behind the line are the entrepreneurs. The people who talk about doing it that don't take that step. And then you lie to yourself a little bit and you say, I know I can do this. You're scared shitless, but I know I can do this. And you take one small step. That's what each and every one of you, I'm not here, I'm not <laughs> That's what each and every one of you have right now. That ability to take that step over and get to work. Now what you do from there is really what matters more than anything, isn't it? Because when you start a company, it's terrifying. Like, like I said, we lie to ourselves. We say, I got this. I know it. I'm destined. I have the vision. I know I can do this. This is, this, you know, this is nothing. And then we think about the bills we have to pay. Then we think about the obligations we have. Then we think about, okay, do I quit my job yet? You know, am I that convinced? That's hard, isn't it? And so when you do take that step, now I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think people should just quit their job and go start a company. I think it's good and smart to keep on getting paid because in any business that you have that you're working at, I don't care what job you're in, I don't care how much you're getting paid, you're getting paid to learn. I learned more from the companies that fired my ass than I did from the ones who wanted to keep me, which weren't men. Right? So I told you I got fired from that company. And so the company was a company called Your Business Software. It was on Oakland. It was a PC store, we sold software. And one of my jobs was one of the first retail stores for software. One of my jobs was to come in, wipe down the windows, sweep the floor, go line, and make sure everything was good to go when we opened up. And so I was there for a few months and still living in my shithole in the village with 17 roommates. And um, one day I called my boss, Michael Humeck. H-U-M-I-E-C-A-R. And I said, Michael, I got this big sale and I'm fired up because I get a 10% commission of a 15K sale. That's 1,500 bucks. Almost enough to move out of the shithole in the village. And so I call him up and he says, I, I said, I can't open up the store. I got somebody to cover for me. Can I go and pick up this check? Close the deal. 
He says, no. I'm like, what? No. So I make the executive decision, if I walk in, if I walk in with a $15,000 check, he's gonna you know, be so happy. I walk in with a $15,000 check, Michael Yumecki, H-U-M. Fired my ass on the spot. I learned a lot from that very moment as an entrepreneur. I learned I wasn't a very good employee. <laughs> the decisions weren't working so far in my career. But I, I learned, because it wasn't long after, when I left and I went and started with architectural lighting, I got that first customer for $500. It resonated with me that the number one rule in every company, sales cures all. Has there ever been a company in the history of companies that survived without sales? Anybody name one? No. And if you're gonna have a company, who has to be the number one salesperson? You. You. Michael Kubecki, you know one of the other things Michael Kubecki told me? Like, I'm living in a shithole, right? I've got 19 roommates. Notice the number people trying. <laughs> 21 roommates. Yeah. And he pulled me in his office one day, he goes, Mark, because my suits, I have two for $99. Like, I didn't have a closet, and I didn't need one for my suits because they were polyester and they stood up on their own. <laughs> like, if they were dirty, I would just put them outside and let the water run off them, and then I wipe them down. You think I'm kidding? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I bought, there's a place, um, Rethreads, yeah. that's still up in like um, Preston and Forest, right around there. All the stuff I bought was used. And I would even, like, my buddies would buy like fake polos and resell them for like $6 each. I would buy fake polos and wear them twice and they'd fall apart. <laughs> you know? So Michael Jumecki's best advice to me was how I looked, right? where I dressed, and, and you know, you gotta look better, you gotta get a nicer suit. No, no, no. You gotta be able to sell. And when it's your company, it's not just about you being able to sell. You have to realize rule number two, business is the ultimate sport. I'll sit down with Dirk, right? I won't be able to sit down with him much longer, which kind of breaks my heart, um, basketball-wise. But in any of that, I'll sit down with Dirk and I'll be like, dude, you practice a lot. And the games are 48 minutes, 82 games, plus hopefully playoffs. In business, you're on, you're competing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year, forever against not only people you know, but people you don't know, and people coming out, out there trying to kick your ass. Business is the ultimate sport, and if you are going to succeed, you have to recognize that you're competing not just with what you see in front of you, but everything else. And when you're doing that, you better know your business cold. Not just the inside of your business, not just your product. Obviously, you have to know your product or service, better than anybody, but you've got to be able to sell it. And in order to be able to sell it, how are you going to sell against who else you're competing with unless you know what they're selling? Unless you know what their product does or can't do and how you relate to their product. You have to know it cold because that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Look, if it was easy, we'd all be like, Hey, Mark, can I borrow your jet? Sure, somebody like can borrow your jet. You know, let me just go sit on your jet. 
This shit is hard. I went seven years without a vacation. Seven years. I remember, I taught myself how to code. I remember sitting there with a bucket of ribs, like a big ass bucket of ribs, and coding, and put aside the, the fact that I gained like 30 pounds, but coding and sitting there and 24, 25, 26 hours later looking up and thinking I was only there for two or three hours. You know, just being into it that much. That's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Does it matter to you enough? Do you care enough? Are you so in love with your company that you're willing to not only learn your stuff, but you know everybody else's stuff? Because that's how you're gonna compete. Then the next thing after sales cures off, you gotta know how to kick your own ass. Seriously, no company's perfect. No company, no product's perfect. What's wrong with your company? Because if you don't know how to kick your own ass, somebody else is gonna show you. And when that happens, you're out of luck. So don't lie to yourself. Don't tell yourself, well, we're faster, we're better, we're cheap. Know for sure where your weaknesses are. And already have in mind how you're gonna fix those weaknesses. Because if you're competing against me, I know I'm gonna kick your ass. It's a given. And so it's because, even today, to this minute, I'm working my ass off to learn, always learn. Now, what are the things that I'm learning? Artificial intelligence slash machine learning. Like when I got started in PCs back in the day when I lived in a shivo with 47 roommates. <laughs> when I got started back then, it was about PCs. And in my company, my solutions, was one of the first in the country to connect them together. Okay, I had to learn. It wasn't like anybody was teaching me. But the thing about technology is, there's the people who create it, and then there's everybody else. And I was tied, I am tied with all the everybody else's. And so it's just a question of how much effort I put in to learn. And then I went and we got involved with the internet, right? The internet was brand new, and my buddy Todd Wagner was like, there's gotta be a way we can listen to Indiana basketball. Because literally back then, in the mid-90s, to listen to an IU basketball game, one of our boys up in Bloomington, Indiana, would hold a speakerphone, would put a speakerphone next to a radio, and then we would have the speakerphone right there, right playing out, and the case of beer right there. And that's how we were listening, we're like, how stupid is this shit? And so that's when we got the idea of, okay, can we use this new thing called the internet, no one really knew what it was, for some, and can we broadcast over this internet stuff? And we started looking around, there ain't nobody doing it, now we just gotta figure out how to do it. And that's how internet streaming was born. And so then I, I give you example after example after example of ways that I, I learned and new technology that came along and how important it was to learn. And if you think back now, mobile computing, you know, iPhones have been around for 12 years, mobile for a lot longer. The internet, there used to be a time when we say, you better learn how to use the internet. Now it's like learning, knowing how to breathe, right? You just know how to use the internet. You don't have to understand TCPIP or all that other stuff. It's just part of doing business. The new, going forward, part of doing business, no matter how small your business is, is artificial intelligence. And I'm gonna tell you right now, most, how many people have done a machine learning model? A couple of them. Right? How many people have put together a neural network? Like a three-layer neural network. It's not the hardest thing to do, but it's also not the easiest thing to do in terms of, in terms of applying it to business. What I'm gonna tell you, you need to do. And I know you're working 12 hours, so now you're gonna to have to work 14. 
And I know you haven't had a day off in 16 months. Cancel that vacation. Because now I want you to go to Amazon AWS services and do their machine learning tutorial. I want you to download Coursera and do their business introduction to AI. Because how you make decisions in business going forward will incorporate artificial intelligence and a subset of that called machine learning. Now, what is it? I'll give you the two-second review, starting with machine learning. Right? right now, as entrepreneurs, the whole history of myself being an entrepreneur, you kind of use your experiences and you get a gut feel for things, right? Like, I know this is good, I know this isn't bad, or maybe I'll test it. But there was, your experience was really all the data. You could go out there and take every bit of data ever available for your company or out of your industry and process it and put it into a, you know, seven million um, line spreadsheet. Just didn't do it, it was small startups. But now with machine learning, you're able to do analytics in ways you was, were never possible before. And we're talking about over the last five years. So that I can take a, a thousand different data variables for customers for one of my companies. And run them through and say, which ones turned into customers and which ones did I lose? Which ones stayed customers and which ones did I lose? And then using machine learning, it can help me predict which customers I'm at risk of losing. Help me predict which prospects I have the best chance to gain. Those are the types of things that machine learning can do that are almost impossible for you to do just by yourself. Even if you took your smartest, geekiest person and said, figure it out, just use it in spread, it's just not gonna work. So I'm encouraging you, each and every one of you, to put in the time to learn at least a little bit about machine learning and neural networks. Because that will give you the foundation, and it's no different than when you had to learn about streaming, when you had to learn when you use your, your mobile or the mobile internet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you, point blank, with 100% certainty, it will impact even the smallest business. And big companies have a huge advantage because they can afford to pay all those super geeks a lot of money. So if you don't put in the time, you're going to be at a disadvantage, no matter how small your business is. Now, the next little rule I have, now I'm going to one more thing, then I'm going to open up for questions, because you don't need to hear me talk forever. The next little rule I have, I'm talking about more things, right? The more things. What's the one thing in business? What's the one thing in all of life that you can control? Your efforts. No matter what happens, should go bad, should go good, the one thing you can control is your effort. The work you put in. Because that's your responsibility as an entrepreneur. Because remember, your responsibility is not just to how much money I can make or how big you have responsibilities still to your family, your friends, your employees, your customers. And so you have to understand how much work is involved. If there are any shortcuts, no one told me. And so a little thing I have, if you go into the Mavs locker room, you see a big sign, the one thing in life you can control is your effort. Because how much you prepare is a lot more important than do you have the will to be successful. How much effort you put into learning, these things I've talked about, that's a lot more important than almost anything else, because it's the one thing you can control. Okay, one final thing that I think is very, very important, kind of two things, but one thing I think is critically important and, give you, and will give you a huge, huge, huge competitive advantage. 
I've learned a lot at the Mavs over the past year about inclusiveness and equality and diversity. I've learned a lot. And I learned what opportunities I missed because too many people in the Mavericks office look like me. Uh. Too many people in different parts of my company look like me. We, I was so stupid, we had a bunch of guys who looked like me, were about my age, trying to sell to moms. How do you, how do you sell moms on mom's night out? <laughs> <laughs> an example, an example after example after example like that. You know, because these are your boys, you just get going with them and you just think that's it. We learned and now, you know, we recognize now that inclusivity and diversity isn't just a checklist item. You know what I learned? I learned that treating people equally doesn't mean treating them the same. And here's why that's important because these are the smallest of businesses. If you look around your office and you see only people that look like you, whether you're white, black, brown, purple, male, female, any other version, whatever, right? if you just see people who look like you, think of the opportunities that you're missing. Mm -hmm. Because all of us aren't the same. You want to be treated equal, you want to treat people equally, but you don't want to treat them the same. You want them, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the beauties of being an entrepreneur in Dallas is very diverse. Yeah. There's something for everybody. There's so many different types of community. And communities tend to stick together. It might be around your church, it might be around any number of different things. And when you have people that look differently than you, different ethnicity, race, religion, whatever it may be, the opportunity is for them to open up their markets. Because there's so many unique ways to sell these days, and now you can reach almost anybody. So when you have somebody that looks different than you, sit down and talk to them. Here's our product, here's our service. Where do you think we can sell that we're not selling now? Because you know who else is doing that? Nobody. You know how stupid that is? You know the missed opportunities? So I know you're grinding and I know it's hard just to do and keep your head above water the way it is. But when you have diversity in your office, it's not about just checking things off. It's about making money. If I would have learned what I learned in the last year, 20 years ago, I'd be a lot richer. Not that it'd make me any happier, but it wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> and so I want to make it really, really, really clear, even if it's just two of you, three of you, five of you, 10 of you, if you're just getting started and it's your only company, and it's your, you're just getting rolling and you're looking for ways to differentiate yourself, Go find somebody that doesn't look like you and talk about markets that they understand that you may not, that they can take you in to sell your product because there's a much better chance that you can sell in that market than you can sell to people like me because everybody comes and sells to me. So open your mind, open your eyes, and look at people around you because sometimes the best opportunities are right in front of you. You just gotta go out there and grab it. So with that, I'm gonna open it up for questions. There you have it. Those were Mark Cuban's 
key tips for success to help you in business. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you wrote down um, some of the resources that he mentioned, especially as it pertains to artificial intelligence. I'll I'll be the first one to admit I'm not too tacky. I don't really want to dig too deep in it. But since Mark says he does it, he's hands in, you know, hands on in it. I'm going to go ahead and take some of those courses and really start to develop out um, coding and artificial intelligence as far as my company is concerned. So that was really great to hear that from him. Um, But in the meantime, if you found this to be really, really valuable, do us a favor and share this out. I gather this information because I want to help people. It's not necessarily for me. It's for you guys. And if there's a topic that you really want to hear more from, or maybe there's a specific speaker you want me to reach out and get an interview from, send me an email, leah at think3media.com. So that's going to be think3, spell out three, T-H-R-E-E, media.com, or hit me up on social media at the Leah Frazier, T-H-E-L-E-A-H-F as in Frank, R-A-Z-I-E-R. And I'll be sure to get back to you. Um, I love you guys. I won't make you wait too much long for the, longer for the next episode because I actually have some interviews already in the works for you guys. And um, yeah, share it out. Leave us a rating and I will see you back here very soon. All right. Bye.